Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you ever heard of, um, have you, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> hey, hey, have you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I just, have you ever heard of televangelists? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm so freaking pumped right now. Oh my god. Wow, I think your expectations are higher than they probably should be. <laughs> no, okay, because I just had this conversation with uh with Jared the other day. So um, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. a visual cope. <laughs> <laughs> We just talked about uh, Kenneth. Cole. There's a clip of Kenneth Copeland and mm-hmm. uh, another evangelist talking about their private jets and why they yeah. need them. Yeah. Uh, are you going to talk about this later, or if I, I wasn't going to talk about it? Tell me about okay, it. Okay, because uh, they're talking, <laughs> dude. It's so great. They're talking about why they need the private jet. And honestly, if they had just said, uh, "Well, it's because I was in New Orleans on Monday and Buffalo, New York on Tuesday and uh, Boston on Wednesday," you know, if they had just said it's a busy tour schedule or uh, speaking schedule. And it's impossible to get from place to place. I would have been like, mm, maybe. But the reasons they were giving to justify having private jets were bonkers. Because like they're sitting there going, uh, you know, I was on my. He's like, I was on my jet, and uh, and I just felt the Lord speak to me. He said, uh, Now, Sam, do you think this is all I can do? And I said, Well, well hold, well, hold on, Lord. What do you mean? Is, is this all you can do? He goes. So I unbuckled my seat. I stood up and I had my hands up and I said, "Lord." And the pilot came and said, "said Is there anything I can get for you?" And, he, and I said, "No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm spending time with the Lord." And he turned back around, went back to the cockpit. The other evangelist interrupts him and goes, "Now you couldn't do that on a commercial airline. You really now, can't. You could not stand up and praise the Lord with your hands above your head on a commercial airline." And I was like, w- uh, what? He's not <laughs> like, wrong. You, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong, but also they'd should take I... take you down for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like TSA coming yeah. and tackling you. Yeah, they'd tackle you. It's because you. they're censoring us, okay? Yeah. It's because there's a war on Christianity in this yeah, country. the Lord is not allowed in the air. Yeah, that's why that guy on United got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying he's to praise the Lord. <laughs> And they're like, you can't do that here. You can't do that. You take that back to your Pentecostal church. <laughs> Pentecostal? <laughs> <laughs> they call it Pentecostal for a reason. It's all the money. Yeah. That you got you know what you're like, you can do it on? Spirit. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> because they have the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also because of the Greyhound bus of the sky. But yeah. <laughs> You just gotta pay extra for it. They let they let a lot of other <laughs> things fly. Um, oh, they do. Oh, they do. Her Wikipedia page has a picture of her playing guitar here, so she can't be getting great. It's this special technology called giving my life to the Dark Lord. Norwegian? Norwegia? I have pulled a hair out of my Chinese food and still ate everything on the plate. Every episode is a love song that Jaren wrote to you. You. Things I learned last night. Dude, I flew Spirit a few weeks ago, and uh, I think even the flight attendants were surprised that we landed. They were like, whoa, we made it. <laughs> they were like, oh, wow, this <laughs> was, worked. They were like, welcome to Orlando. Wow. I guess uh, here we're we here. Are. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Didn't see this coming. Oh, we've never done a flight before. Uh, <laughs> do you know the people who fly those planes are like on restriction? Like mm-hmm. the pilots are from other airlines that are on restriction. Also, the aircrafts are like what other airlines have sold. 
What does that mean on restriction? Is like, that like they were texting and driving and like yeah, <laughs> now they're like means, permit driving. It means they've got uh, too, too many speeding tickets from the from the tarmac out there, you know. And what does that even mean? What is it on? How do you get it put on a restriction? Um, like if you don't meet your sleeping logs, like you have oh, to, yeah. Have, yeah, like just things like that, or showing up to you know fly drunk. Um, yeah. Which has happened too many times. Just don't. If I'm just saying, if you're gonna fly one of like the uh, the low end airlines, like the cheap ones, they're like Spirit, Allegiant, uh, Frontier, or whatever. Don't look at their incident reports. Yeah, I mean, I don't look at incident reports about anything because then it just makes you sad. It just makes it's like it's like reading the health inspection of the of the sketchy Chinese restaurant that you like. Like, just don't yeah. do it. You don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I have pulled, true. I have pulled a hair out of my Chinese food and still ate everything on my plate. It's protein. Yeah, I'm just like I trust. That this chef, like, the chef dropped this on the floor. I don't care. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, exactly. I that's trust the, the craftsmanship. Yeah. Yeah. The craftsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> the craftsmanship of the general toes. No, I mean you. The general toes. <laughs> yeah, he just put his feet in and wiggled it around a little bit and stirred that sauce. <laughs> you worked at Subway for a while. You know that, like, it's all a sham. Nothing's, nothing's safe in oh, there. I've, I know what we do at Subway. <laughs> None of, even should, the ones that pass, like it's y'all like, should eat Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that stuff. None of it. I mean, yeah, ignorance is bliss, right? Yep. That's probably why. Uh, that's a really good segue to talk about televangelism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are we talking about? What like, is there evangelist specifically, or just televangelism? Specifically, Speci- I said- probably Atlantically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel myself getting more and more fatherly with my jokes, like on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like you're wow, getting, you're that getting, was you're getting closer to marriage. Yeah. And then, like, ooh, talking to that can again, like you just did. What are you like and, this? Yeah, like put Is- it up to your mouth, like now, now talk. Like, like this. Yeah. How is that? Is that good? What? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. What, what if I just did this the whole episode? Uh, uh, hey. Tim is Skyping us from the International Space Station. Uh, Tim, how are things looking up there? It's it's really quite marvelous. Um, the yeah. views the views are incredible. It's it's a once in a lifetime experience. I'm so excited. Wow. To be up here at the International Space Station. That's incredible. Say hi to Elon for us. I will say hi to Elon. I mean, real honestly, Elon's not up here. It's just his car, and then that. <laughs> mannequin inside the spacesuit but i'll say hi to the mannequin unless it's not a mannequin and he killed somebody and put them up there as a perfect crime unless it is elon in the spacesuit and he's tweeting from space now yeah because they have tesla cars have the world's best wi-fi reception and built-in flamethrowers and yeah and also they're all they're the only cars with wi-fi out of the that's literally out of this world (laughs) wow but, You're yeah, right. You are getting more fatherly with these jokes. <laughs> I need, uh, I've got some uh, space station stuff to take care of. I think we got some. What do you do in the space station? Please t- please elaborate. We've got time. We we got some astronaut ice cream to eat. Oh, gosh. Uh, so <laughs> I need to get going. The Russians are, the Russians over here are like, hey, come eat get ice cream with us. That's how Russians talk. All right, bye-bye. That's how Russians talk. <laughs> Wow, that was uh, that was Tim up at the International Space Station on our, which apparently Elon Musk has the technology to tweet from space, but we can't get a better communication system that doesn't sound like he's talking through a can. Because <laughs> because 
Elon is privately funded, but the International right. Space it has government. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah. But thanks, Tim. Good to hear from you. You know, I'm glad things are going good up there. I'm glad that Elon's tweeting from that space thing because you couldn't do that on a commercial airline. You know, you, <laughs> you could <laughs> You could not do that. They would kick you out. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. No, I just want to talk about televangelism today. Um, I, I think it's a, a really fascinating thing just because, um, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just talked about it like it was like the juiciest steak you've ever seen in your life. You're like, I mean, like, you know, it's like we can, well, we can talk about it the televangelist because it's, you know, put some A1 sauce on there. What? <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's interesting watching how it developed and how controversial it became so quickly. Well, yeah, because it's pretty sketch. Yeah, that's true. Do you hear that? Yeah, we used to record during the daytime. Can you can you tell us why we don't anymore? Why we don't record during the daytime? Yeah. Oh, because I got a full-time job. Because Tim got a full-time job. Hey, if you think Tim should quit his full-time job and focus completely on this podcast, please... Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tweet. And let us know. Tweet, hey, at Tillin Podcast, we think Tim should quit his job. Say that. If I get... I don't know. I'm not going to make that promise. Oh, no, Tim. Job. Come on, Tim. No, no. How many? How many? Is it six? Is it Seven. It's seven, just <laughs> seven just people. Seven. I'll There's create seven, seven accounts. Tweet. I'll create those accounts. I was thinking more like millions, but you know, what? Yeah, how far do you think my reach is? Like, well, that yeah, that's I was gonna shoot above the reach so that way I wouldn't have to quit my job. I like my job. You like your job? Yeah, I like my job. Huh? What do you think? I don't. No, I just thought you liked our friendship more. It's funny. I do like our friendship. <laughs> Just because I like something else. Why does this always... Oh, what is this? What is this? Every time we talk about our friendship, it's always you're you're not number one. And so you just... I mean, I'm just not number one. I don't know. I mean, there's other things I, in my life. I mean, I, There's yeah. other things in your life. Well, there are. But you know what, Tim? You're number one. <laughs> All right? I made a list the other day. You're number one. That's fair. I mean... You're Where am I on your list, Tim? Number one. Mm. There's a couple of number ones. <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes there's a couple of number ones. Okay. <laughs> talking to me like Mr. Rogers? <laughs> it's okay, kids. Sometimes there's a couple of number ones. And sometimes there's a lot of number twos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear that because we record at night now instead of during the day because of your full-time job. Yeah, and now at night, I don't know what the goblins are. Yeah, the goblins a, are out. A and square a dancing party. thing Did you upstairs. Say square or squeer? <laughs> <laughs> what is squeer? <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like a horse. <laughs> it's like a little miniature horse. It's my you squeer. Mean- a squeer? Yeah. It's like very similar to a steer, but in the horse world. Um, <laughs> it's, it's no, I'm with you. I'm squeer. listening. <laughs> I was just trying to see you talk yourself out of that one. I did. Yeah. That's so they're having miniature horse dancing upstairs. 
Yep. The squeer, squeer dancing. The goblins, the goblins are squeer dancing. Squeer dancing upstairs. I have to Google the word squeer to make sure that's not. <laughs> yeah, what if that's like real bad? Does it is half the stuff in Urban Dictionary is something that is actually used? Because there's no way. No, no, no. You can literally you can go you can go type your own whatever you want. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody's ever said squeer. I think I'm the first person to say that. Oh yeah, do you think? In real life. Yeah, so they're <laughs> goblins squeer dancing upstairs. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it's What was it's that noisy. sound? Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, tell me, what is there? What specific televangelists are we going to talk about? Televangelism, man. Okay, we'll get there. Don't worry. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So televangelism, uh, it's kind of something. It's really interesting to me where it started because mm. radio was born, and then immediately evangelists were like, "Let's use that." Um, so they jumped on, and they were really like the early days of radio. The vast majority of radio was radio evangelists really um yeah and so there was a uh a point where the first like big like televangelist technically he wasn't a televangelist because television didn't exist yet and they were on the radio so they weren't called televangelists yet but he's like roped into that group um but there was a point where he had um 10 million listeners Oh wow. uh, to his show and so it was like and it was on NBC like on the NBC radio station and everything like that so yeah. I mean that was just like popular radio was your televangelist and stuff like that and so they jumped on really quickly and they would just preach on the radio and it was like it, it started out they would they would do their tent revivals and in right. their tent revivals they would record it and just radio broadcast it and then um there was a guy by the name of um, S. Parks Cod- Cadman. Codman. Um, he was one of the first ministers to just like do a radio broadcast that wasn't him, like somewhere preaching. Speaking. Oh, yeah. okay. So like a, I sat down in front of a microphone for the intent purpose of radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he started doing that, and that was kind of like a revolution. Um, and he blew up, and he's had all these different chan- these. Tons of different channels that he was doing, tons of different shows that he was doing, mm-hmm. um, became very, very. What prominent. radio station was C.S. Lewis on? Oh, um, I think that was uh, in our W.R.D.B. Um, W.R.D.B. Yeah, Wardrobe Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I did in our a in our a in our a. That's different. That's not the same thing. What were you doing? Oh, I should have done W R M W D. Wormwood? Yeah. Wormwood? You're listening to W R M D. Wormwood. <laughs> Wormwood. You sound Wormwood. like someone that's who's not voice. excited. That's your radio voice? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. What is it again? WRMD. You're listening to WRMD Wormwood. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me like that? That was pretty good. Yeah. It sounds good had, from space. Uh, so this is S. Parks Cobbler. Cobbler, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's most notable um, for his radio ministry, but also 
a lot of people know him for inventing cobblers. Like <laughs> cobbler. It was his idea. Um, which is why the name's so weird. Right. Um, he named it after himself because he's full of himself. It, right. Good start for televangelists. Um, but, and then another another big one, Amy McPherson. Have you heard of Amy McPherson? Yes. Yeah? Why? Huh? Why have I heard of her? I don't know. Did you listen to the radio in 1920? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really into listen, it. If you listen to a lot of radio in 1920, you probably heard of her. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 that's probably why. Okay, yeah, <laughs> continue. Sorry, is. I was like, why haven't I? I was, oh, of course. <laughs> Every day after I would get off work of building the buildings of New York, mm-hmm. my skyscraper days. Yes, exactly. You would. I would come home from work. I would kiss my wife, who has clearly been home all day. Yes. And uh, I would sit down and listen to Amy McPherson on the radio. Mm-hmm. She was on WRMD. WRMD. You're listening to WRMD <laughs> Wormwood. I love it when we hear stuff from space. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but no, you probably know of Amy McPherson because, um, she was, she's one of the more notable early, um, like female leaders in the church, um, in a time yeah. when really women didn't do. That's what I was time. like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so in the twenties, she was a huge deal. Um, she actually, she was, had wide reach notoriety on the radio. So the twenties, the thirties, um, she was a major name in church radio right um she actually she was the joyce meyer of that time i I don't like to put that name on her (laughs) (laughs) okay i think she was a much better person than joyce meyer but wow (laughs) just joyce we know you listen to this so um sorry that tim hates you stop (laughs) uh you know um, Stop listening to this and start listening to the voice of God for once. Yeah, uh, listening to the Lord. Stand up in your private jet so you can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that in coach. Can't do that in coach. You can do it in some first classes. For Yeah, some first class, yeah. Yeah, but not all of them. Mm. Um, but anyways, yeah, and so Amy did that, and then she also went on um, to start one of the first Pentecostal megachurches, which was Angelus Temple. In okay. Los Angeles, and they were really instrumental in starting the Dream Center. Yeah, like okay. The first Dream Center in yeah. LA. She also is the founder of Foursquare Church. Um, That's why I know her. Yeah, yeah I was like, so I know that name's really important. She's done a ton for the church, um, right. and, which is pretty remarkable considering the time when she was influential, which was a time when women, I don't, could they vote in the 20s? I don't know much about history. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. In 1919, it passed. In 19 August 18th, 1920, women were granted the right to vote. So yeah, I was actually that was exactly when. So she just was allowed to vote, and then she was like, you know, what? I'm going to do a lot of really big things in the church. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. Good on her. Um, she's a big deal. She's definitely a big deal. So um. Radio was like from its birth. Um, evangelism had jumped on that and used radio as a mode of evangelism. TV was similar. It wasn't as quick because it was a little bit more difficult to kind of get into. Where radio, more or less, you just need some microphones. TV, you need a lot more equipment. Um, so it was. That's why we don't have a TV show. 
We got yeah. microphones. Yeah, we have microphones. We can do a podcast. We would ha- we would be on MTV if we could. Oh, for sure. We've sent them a lot of videos, yeah. and they've replied all of them. When well, one I got of you a tactic. Pregnant, I've got a tactic. Then- I started uh, I started catfishing somebody uh, <laughs> too long ago, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're gonna call Neve and Max soon. They're gonna call what? Neve and Max. What is that? The hosts of MTV's wildly popular TV show Catfish. I don't know that one. <laughs> the only MTV show I know, I know Teen Mom is Wildin' Out <laughs> <laughs> and Real World. I did. Uh, I told you I did a show with a guy from Wildin' Out, right? Yeah, you told me about that. I bet that went great. Did he roast you? He responded to the altar call. Did he really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh dang it. I didn't have an altar call. <laughs> Why don't you have an altar call? What are you? What are you? What, 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 is, what is this? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, gosh, everything's evangelism. How, yeah, how are you going to get any money? I handed out tracks. Without, <laughs> how are you going to make out, money without an altar call? Well, I handed out tracks that were actually an envelope and said, if you sow this one seed, mm. the seed money. Seed money. Yeah, they send a dollar. Yeah. Then I send them back a letter. Two that months says. later, I asked for $7. Mm-hmm. Then I asked for $52.37. And I say it's a number of the Lord. Yeah. And then... And then I never send them another letter again. And I just ghost them, taking all $59.39. <laughs> you criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful, $59. From yeah, I mean, poor, it's $60 um, because like that's how much they sent me, but it's like a dollar in postage back and forth, you know? That makes sense, yeah. You gotta, you gotta take care of the profits. But um, so televangelism, tax deductions. <laughs> uh, when these evangelists started doing TV evangelism, right, it was most of the same guys. They were just like, okay, we're gonna move into this, right. When TV came out, um, and it was really weird because, um, like these, some of these televangelisms were winning Emmys in the early like stages of TV. Um, because, because TV, of their viewership, yeah, they they had a huge amount of viewers. People like wanted to watch this, which is interesting. Um, and so it grew and it grew and it grew. Um, and you had your guys. What like, year did they start uh, on TV? Do you know, like around what in time? The 50s. From, in the fifties. In the fifties. In the fifties. Well, you know, I think the reason that it was such a big thing was because after the war, I was just listening to a podcast today. After uh, after the World Do War, you listen II, to a podcast that's not ours. <laughs> no, I was listening to our podcast, and, it, and I uh, heard this. I played it backwards, and this is what it, it says. This is what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun fact: if you listen to our podcast backwards, it's church leadership advice. You'll actually and, uh, hear like a lot of like different. Yeah, like it's a whole new episode, but just it's different, right? Can yeah. we? Hey, can like we? The real Elon quick? Musk episode played backwards is about Steve Jobs. Yep. Yep. Uh, Australia episode played backwards is about the uh, uh, the royal family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Hulk. Ross played backwards is about Rob Boss. Rob Boss, <laughs> famous vacuum cleaner inventor. <laughs> Halloween played backwards is, is... Easter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was gonna say Neil Neoha, <laughs> but <laughs> Neoala, Neoala. Um, can we do like, can we record real quick something and then just play it backwards? 
<laughs> in the episode. <laughs> like here, let, let's. What do you want to play backwards? Let's give you guys an example. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> just so in case you've never listened to an episode backwards. Right, right, right. I'm gonna. Here's a short clip. Here's a short clip of what a backwards episode sounds like. Hey man, have you ever heard of Easter? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really, it's really kind of, kind of cool. There's this, there's this um, ancient holiday celebrated mm-hmm. by some people like up in like Norwegian, Norwegia. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegia. Norway. It's Norway. I know it's Norway, okay? No, your face. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, my abs. Ow. Uh, the look that you gave me where you were like scrambling for the word. <laughs> you were like, the look of save me, save me. What is the word? Norwegia? <laughs> Norwegia. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh. But anyways. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta write down Norwegia. <laughs> Why? Because I'm gonna make a shirt with a Norway flag on it that just says Norwegia? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> oh my gosh. Norwegia? <laughs> But anyways, if I could continue, <laughs> Sorry. there was an ancient holiday <laughs> celebrated in Norwegia. <laughs> see if hey, I'm listening. Hey, see if you I'm can listening. um see if you can pronounce this word. Uh, F S T J Q R. F S T J Q R. This is that Norwegian holiday. Easter. No. Sheester. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was where the Easter tradition came from. It was it was this Oh, it was from Sheester. Yeah, it was yeah, in in Yeah, the, and the songs Norwegian, don't sound the same. No yeah, the Norwegian holiday of Sheester. <laughs> this is Sheester. <laughs> this, this is Sheester. <laughs> and they would they would have all the bunnies in town would come out and they would throw eggs at them because yeah. that time of year the bunnies would finally come out of hibernation right. because they hibernated out yeah. there. Yeah, and the bunnies were like, we're not scared of eggs. <laughs> yeah, they're like, why are you throwing <laughs> eggs at us? <laughs> like, this is weird. And they're like, no, this oh. is Sheester. You know what's even, you know what the best part about this whole bit? <laughs> what? <laughs> is that this is going to have a, are you ready for this? It's going to have a whole lot of Easter eggs in it <laughs> of people who have listened to the Halloween episode. <laughs> Ah. All right, let's come out of the bit. Should we fiddle it off? We should fiddle off. Yeah, so that was what happens if you play Halloween back. Yeah, if you play <laughs> Halloween backwards. That was an actual clip from Halloween backwards. Um, so, yeah, go back. Listen to all the episodes backwards. All this, of them backwards. They're all the same thing. It's yeah. all some, something like that. Um, we use that. It's this special technology called 
um, satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the special ritual. Oh gosh, let's try it. How you doing? It's this special technology called giving my life to the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> really good technology. Elon yeah. did it. <laughs> That's how he's tweeting from space. Uh, but yeah, so you started getting your Billy Grahams, your mm-hmm. Oral Roberts, um, your Jimmy Swaggerts, um, and these guys started just kind of carrying on televangelism, and it became this like really huge thing. Um, and most of it was pretty authentic. Uh, it wasn't until late 70s, early 80s, where things started getting a little fishy. There was a guy... Um, and not Jesus fishy. Not Jesus fishy. <laughs> totally different shape. <laughs> Way <laughs> different shape. You know what I just realized, man? What's up? I'm wearing my socks. You know, that's why this whole episode's gone to crap. Yeah, dude. Gosh, what am I thinking? I don't know if have we ever addressed that in the show. No, <clears throat> I, I I thought we were gonna make it. I thought we were never gonna have to talk about it, but here you are. Yeah, I guess I've never worn my socks in a recording of an episode of the Tillin Podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> That's why it makes me sneeze <laughs> if I leave them on. It's because your toes can't breathe. My toes can't breathe. Gotta gotta. Gotta let my toesies breathe. Gotta let my feet fingers air out. My feet fingers need to feel. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I think the first time we did this, it was really hot in here. And so I think I was just... Much I'm, like it is tonight. It's pretty yeah, warm. I think I just decided to take my socks off, and now it's a superstition type thing. Mm. And I think this whole this whole show's shrouded in superstition since we started <laughs> on Halloween. You know, for how trusting we are with the Lord, uh, we're not. Uh, <laughs> like we, you know, we turn our, uh, our water bottles facing exactly the right way. Yeah. Everything... Yeah, all our computers face north every, every episode. <laughs> Tim, I'll give you five bucks if, without looking. You can tell me which way is north right now. That way? No. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. North is that way. No. I'm certain. Do you have a compass? <laughs> hey, Siri. Hold on. Yeah. Which way is north? Open compass. Here's what I found on the web for which way is north. It doesn't north. look like you have an app named compass. What? <laughs> Don't don't you don't you have a compass on your phone? I don't know, man. I've never tried. Yeah, we I've got a compass. Oh, it's that way. What? Yeah. I told you. I was I said this way. I was about 6 degrees off. You were about 40. <laughs> so, I did just realize <laughs> if you look out that window, the skyline's over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which way is Norwegia? <laughs> that way. <laughs> it's actually that way. It would be east. It'd be well northeast. Honestly, if you go way. east or west, eventually you get there. Eventually, well, no, not if the Earth is flat. <laughs> let's ask. Let's ask Tim up in space. He knows. <laughs> hey Tim, can you tell us what the Earth looks like? Yeah, it looks super flat from up here. <laughs> <laughs> The the ice cream was really good, by the way, guys. Um, but uh, Jaron spent seventy dollars on the internet for it, and Tim found it in a Hobby Lobby the other day for four bucks. No way. <laughs> yeah, I did. I took a picture of it. I no never sent it to way. you. Let me show you. <laughs> four dollars. You know what I did with that box? I what? left it in Alabama. <laughs> Why? Because I was showing everybody that the flavors, and we had ice cream, and then I just left it. That's 
That sucks. I remember. Yep. Here it is. Here it is on a Hobby Lobby shelf. Three ninety nine. That's the literally exact, literally the exact same exact thing one. I bought. <laughs> For like, why would you pay seventy dollars? Well, do you remember when I ordered it? Because we were watching the Chiefs lose to the Raiders that night. Yeah, I remember that. You were vulnerable. <laughs> they took advantage of you. You know, I it was just the wrong time. And for some reason, I have my credit card's number saved on my phone. Yeah. But I met with a financial planner today, and I told them that I make poor financial decisions. And they were like, okay. They were like, this is a legit question. He goes, he goes, do you feel like uh, do you feel like you're stressed financially or do you feel like you're living pretty comfortable? And I said, well, I pay for unlimited car washes and commercial free Hulu. So, yeah, I'm living the high line. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with that attitude. <laughs> All I had to say, I spent too much money on that astronaut ice cream. Yeah, way too much money on that astronaut ice cream. I don't know what you were thinking. Um, I was thinking you hadn't had... Astronaut ice cream, and I needed to change your life. So 1973, <laughs> Assembly of God, Minister Paul Crouch started the Trinity Broadcast Network, um, also known as TBN, um, which is, I mean, you, you've seen TBN. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd be surprised if anybody did it. They, they have a really good plan where they broadcast a lot of great things in the middle of the night when everybody else is trying to find... Other things on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the news. Um. <laughs> you know what I used to watch on TV at two in the morning? What? A thousand ways to die on Spike <laughs> yeah, TV. Me too. Dude, me too. If I I always knew that I was like I always felt rebellious if I was staying up late and I knew I was staying up late if a thousand ways to die was on TV. Yeah, and you're like ah made it. Yeah, I stayed up past eleven o'clock. <laughs> like I, oof. Now I wish I could fall asleep before eleven. Gosh, gosh, that show was a mess. Yeah. Ways to die. I'm gonna go binge watch it tonight, probably. Yeah, is it on Netflix? It's gotta be. Or commercial free Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, they have a great plan because they they play them overnight while people are flipping through channels trying to find some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, or they're and, like, it's the middle of the night and they're like depressed or yeah, like or they're like awake. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. did a ton of drugs or just drank a lot or whatever, whatever you're doing in the middle of the night. Um, but TBN is, I mean, they. Grew to be pretty big, and like they're really probably the biggest Christian television network. They're massive. They've got. I don't stations. know. Fox News exists. You know. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they set up their system so they'd be huge in over the air television. So like you can get them on satellite and stuff like that, but they wanted to be. If you were getting TV over the air, you're getting TBN. Right, right. Um, they wanted to be one of the prime like the original like the the channels yeah and so in 2010 they were the third largest over the air network wow um besting tv stations like cbs fox nbc the only ones that were beating them were ion tv and univision communications oh yeah yeah and so but they just they go places that nobody else goes and they're just like let's put like a receiver here um and they they just try to cover every inch of everything yeah. over the air coverage. But they have all these studios all over. You the might place. say they're trying to go to the ends of the earth. That is interesting. <laughs> 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 
Hey, this is uh, Tim up here in outer space. Uh, I do see uh, up here from my view, TBN looks like they are building a station over here on the end of the earth. So. I was going to say, <laughs> do you get TBN up there? I do get TBN. I'm actually watching TD Jakes right now. Um, it's pretty good. His hands are still tiny up here, but it's great. <laughs> I like Space Tim. Oh, man. You know, I watched uh, I watched an hour of T.D. Jake's uh, videos. I was so confused because I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. And then I realized it was CeeLo Green videos. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I am 100% convinced CeeLo Green is T.D. Jake's. No, no, no. It's John Gray. That, that, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, John you're right, Gray right. and CeeLo Green look the John same. John Gray is CeeLo Green. I saw John Gray at Desperation Conference when I was a kid. And he walked out, and I legitimately was like, wait. Whoa, they got CeeLo. I was like, they got CeeLo here? <laughs> but I didn't know his name was CeeLo. I just knew he was, like, on The Voice or whatever he was on. I was like, that's the guy from The Voice. And he also did that one song where it's like, forget you. And I was like, why is he at this? He's not. That song doesn't say forget. <laughs> except on the radio. <laughs> yeah, it says forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. I was like, man, this guy must have got saved. Glad he's here. <laughs> Glad he's here. Yeah, you got rid of that cat too. You <laughs> <laughs> have a cat all the time. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, TBN, it's an interesting thing. They've, they've been the, the face of a lot of controversy. And it, and it's really interesting looking at these, these organizations and these televangelists because I think both of them, uh, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> let's let's dialogue a little bit. Let's yeah, let's just have a discussion here. This is this, oh this is a podcast. Um, it's really interesting because <laughs> they're they're founded supposedly for ministry. Sure. Um, I mean, let's take out the modern. Like, let's look at the original intent yeah. of TBN. Yeah, their their foundation was to fulfill the Great Commission through TV. Um, and so to use whatever mediums and talents they had available mm-hmm, to which, clearly communicate the gospel. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of talents, but they had a lot of mediums. Um, <laughs> it, they actually they, I not a lot of people know this, but the Long Island medium got her start. I on freaking TV. knew. <laughs> I thought you were either going to go medium, like, I thought you were going to be like, a lot of people know those, but uh, they don't go small or large. They just go medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, yeah, that's, that's another thing a lot of people don't realize is okay. that <laughs> they, um, the, the documentary Super Size Me was originally <laughs> TBN and TBN was like, this is, this, this isn't is very large. medium. This is too large. <laughs> we, we have a lot of mediums here. <laughs> Would you like a free shirt? Bet you can't guess the size. <laughs> Medium. How do you like your steak? Medium. Mm-hmm. How do you like your eggs? Medium. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they... Gosh, you made me lose my train of thought. With the... Okay. Um... Yeah, the original intent of mm-hmm. the TBN was, you know, let's, let's just get the name of Jesus in front of as many people as possible. Yeah, and that was the main intent of all the televangelists. I, well, I don't want to say all, but right where televangelism began, and especially radio evangelism, that was the intent. And, uh, and televangelism it grew into... and radio evangelism both began mostly as 
your tent revivals and stuff like that, right. your Billy Graham crusades that were just being taped or filmed and then broadcast. Yeah. Um, and then TBN started and TBN became a like regular TV station. Um, and it was kind of birthed in that Anchorman 2 era, um, which... <laughs> The face that you made <laughs> shows that you were really excited to drop that line. I was. It's that's an that's that era is an era, that should be a term for an era in television. The Anchorman Two era. It really <laughs> should. Two. I think they nailed a piece of time because um, do you remember in the seventies news was very different, right? <laughs> um, and then, but there was the the moment where um, Will Ferrell decided that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they could add a lot of graphics and broadcast for 24 hours straight um, and just beat things to death. Uh, and it made for good television, and they made a lot more money. In their yeah, and then the church was like, let's do the same like, thing. We can do that, too. Yeah. Um, and they their ratings went up, and they started making more money. And then things started getting a little shady. Right. Um, and here's where the confliction kind of comes in, right? There's and we've had discussions about this a lot too. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the the side of it where they they do still preach the gospel. Mm, okay, they, that's where you're going. They there there's a side okay. where they do sort of still sure. preach the gospel. Some of it the theology is a little whack. Sure. Um, and not super sound theology, but they are preaching the gos the gospel in in the most basic terms. Um, and then um, they do have some very influential charities that tbn runs and they give a ton to charity um and they help a lot of people yeah but then there's the shady side of it where oh like their um their like ceo was making like a million a year for a little while yeah um and they tell they make everybody in the company get ordained whether they're a minister or not like even if they're like just like janitors. Right. So that way they don't have to pay social security on them. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so they do some of these things that are like really sketchy. Yeah. Um, and they make them kind of like, just kind of go like. But they do good stuff. They do do a lot of good stuff. What, here, here's, mm-hmm. and it, here's the thing that. we've had, we've had conversations similar to this, so let's just rehash that conversation. Yeah. And it's, and it's not that, um. I don't know. They do do a lot of shady stuff. The shady stuff, I don't think, um, like balances. Is ex- out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that that balances it. If you're gonna be shady and you're gonna be weird, um, and try to like break a bunch of rules, then that's messed up. Um, there is one thing that like, I don't know, especially with something like TBN, um, a million dollars a year is a lot of money. That seems excessive to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. When you're running an organization that's the size of TBN, probably a lot of work. A million dollars as compensation, a little much. But I mean, I wouldn't think that. Like, I would think that's a six-figure salary easy, and I think that's the amount of work that that would take is it deserves sure. that. Um, but also, I'm thinking, what's the percentage of the overall profits? You know, yeah, yeah. Because if that's like half a percent, if they're making mm-hmm. yeah. two hundred million a year, yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing too is like he had donated, uh, he donated his private helicopter to the hurricane relief in like whenever Katrina happened. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, use my helicopter, take this, and go save people. Um, 
And so it's like, well, these guys, like, they make a crap ton of money, but they do give back with it. Um, and here's the thing. <clears throat> this is just my view because I mean, we've had the same conversation about like Joel Osteen, mm-hmm. where like I don't agree with his teaching mm-hmm. style, um, and you're like, yeah, but people are coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Sure, but the thing is, is like you can find the good side of something, like gluttony. Mm-hmm. Gluttony creates jobs. You know, gluttony yeah. keeps fast food restaurants <laughs> going mm-hmm. and and creates uh, the capitalist market that we have. Mm-hmm. Gluttony, in a short term kind of short sighted way, is good. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of my view as far as. Mm-hmm these kind of things go is, is we go, ah, yeah, but I mean, like people are still hearing the name of Jesus and, uh, you know, they are giving money, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, you know, I think they're getting a misrepresented view of Jesus, mm-hmm. misrepresented yeah. view of Jesus. And, uh, I think that if people knew where their money was going mm-hmm. or if that guy, if they knew that that guy had a private helicopter Mm-hmm. You know, I think that yeah. would almost uh, hurt their, you know, their ministry. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, and that that's that's the thing. Like with what, like I don't know. I go back and forth on it because I think I think sound doctrine is very important, and I think that um, I don't know people who, who come to Jesus under a misunderstanding of who Jesus is that relationship probably isn't going to last. Um, yeah. And that sucks. But at the same time, like, I mean, just from what, oh, what gets me the most is whenever we went to Osteen's church and yeah. I saw that church worship. And like, that's what gets me the most is because I was like, this is, I mean, it felt pretty re- real. And looking out of that church, like, I mean, that they, it was a regular service and they worshiped for what, what was it? Like 50 minutes, um, which sure, is long. Sure, sure, sure. But if you have a misunderstanding, Oh, I lost my headphones. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? I can't hear. Uh, if you have a misunderstanding of what the the gospel is and what Jesus is, then it's entirely possible. Like, if I think that God is going to wipe out my debt in a year, mm-hmm. that changes the way I worship. Yeah. Yeah. It, of course. And I and I don't, I, like, I don't discredit that. And that that's why I go back and forth is like, I don't know. It sucks that there is a misrepresentation, but at the end of the day, um, people are worshiping Jesus. People are worshiping Jesus. And beyond that, beyond that, um, I don't think that there, uh, there's probably not. I, I think my thing with Osteen is not even like, Oh, just the, you know, the financial thing. It's, and it's not even just Osteen. Mm-hmm. I think uh, largely in the American church, there's people who have a, a, a really horrible understanding of the gospel and yeah. and who Jesus is, yeah. and um, and have we've almost equated uh, America with the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, and that's super. Yeah, and that's a whole nother. That's a whole other podcast. Whole other a whole discussion. Other yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 I think I think there's a lot that it has attributed to stuff like that. But I, m- my big thing on it is that. At the end of the day, one of the coolest parts about the gospel, but also one of the worst parts about the gospel, is that we are 
we are the ones who God's like, hey, you guys go take care of this. You right. get this to everybody, which means there's going to be a lot of people who screw it up. Yeah, um, he, he puts it in the hands of broken people. Yeah, and it's cool that we get to be a part of it, but you also get people who, like Olstein, who honestly I genuinely believe like it's genuine for him. He yeah. just doesn't He's a different do understanding. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's um, not even just him specifically. I mean, like, mm-hmm. even, like, and, <sighs> you know, and it's hard to not, read into motives mm-hmm. and get angry and bitter and go, well, I can see the motive behind They're just doing it to make money. Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I also like, especially being in the uh, quote unquote Christian entertainment industry, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in the Christian entertainment industry yeah. and have found out a lot of things about bands that I used to look up to in middle school and yeah. the kind of people they are. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like changed the way that I, see yeah. their ministry you yeah, know exactly and because i know now that some of them are manipulating oh yeah the church mm-hmm. because it's a cash cow yeah so i think there's when it like comes to things like osteen like where you say he's genuine in in his teaching and his his intention is not to lead people astray yeah uh i, I believe that sure but there are people who their intention is to manipulate, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like I mean, and I think honestly, a lot of these televangelists are that. Yeah, yeah, I would probably agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say all of them, but I mean, a lot of them yeah. are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So that's where that's where it just you know, and and part of me, uh, I just read a book called Unoffendable, which I told you about. Yeah, uh, told me a lot about it. I've really, really enjoyed this book because sometimes my heart for justice is bigger than my heart for Jesus. Who's justice? Uh, it's this, uh, you know, oh gosh, Victoria Justice. That's who. It is. Oh, <laughs> um, she. I was. I had a big crush on her when she was on Zoe 101. Anyway, uh, what is she even doing now? Maybe she's not as famous, and I can slide into her DMs. Let's find out. Let's find. Out. <laughs> she's got. She's probably. I mean, she's. What's she doing these days? Victoria Justice. Victoria Justice. What are you up to, girl? Um, and 14 million followers. So I probably can't. You probably can. Um, in 2005, she, or 2015, she started the MTV series Eye Candy. But that's the last thing like on her list of things that she's done. Yeah. I guess, um, I mean, her Wikipedia page has a picture of her playing Guitar Hero, so she can't be doing great. <laughs> I mean, she is still very pretty. Victoria Justice, if you happen to listen to our podcast. You should listen to it backwards because every episode is about you. (laughs) (laughs) Every episode is a love song that Jaron wrote to you. (laughs) Hold on, I got this. I got got this. Here's an excerpt from um, a backwards episode. About Victoria Justice. Wait, hand me that guitar up there. Okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, I need you. Oh, let's get married in Norwegia. Yeah, this is a Space Tim. Uh, just wanted to chime in and say I really love that song. It was beautiful. <laughs>
But, Darren, I just want to let you know that I see Victoria right now. She's in Norwegian. She's marrying somebody else. Whoa, no! It's not on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This <is> dumb bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure to say Norwegia. <laughs> Norwegia? But anyway, circle all the way, all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, TBN does a lot of good. Does some things that are pretty shady. Yeah. Um, um, also... Uh, they've made a lot of money and they've given their founders a lot of money. Right, right, right. right. Um, also, <laughs> their studios look like this. So I'm gonna try to. Oh um, my gosh! This. If I can describe this, I would say that this looks like um. Oh man, um, like if you took the White House, gave it a ton of stained glass windows. Yep. Um, and then gave it uh, this big, r- beautiful like stone entryway with like staircases on both sides, like spot like that kind of rotate inwards. Um, I'll, and then I'll, like, I'll describe it in a quicker way. Lion head <clears throat> fountains. Uh, watch the the classic movie Richie Rich, uh, and it's <laughs> it's his house. Is what it is. That is really accurate. <laughs> it looks exactly <laughs> like Richie Rich's house. <laughs> Pull up Richie Rich's house. <laughs> it's just gonna pull up the TV in studios. <laughs> but was Macaulay Culkin Richie Witch? Richie Witch? Was he? I don't know because I saw that picture too. Yeah, no. I, think, I think he was. No. Yeah, he was. Here's a picture of him in the sh- in the movie. <clears throat> oh. Wow, what a surprise. No, he was not the original one. You sure? Mm, no. Here's an original picture, unedited. Uh, so in this in the 90s there was a televangelist who I have searched so many hours trying to figure out what his name was and I just can't find him anywhere. Okay. But I'm going to tell you a story anyways because I remember I watched a documentary about him. Maybe you'll be able to find him because you're really good at the internet. Um, if Jaron wasn't a comedian, his job would be the internet. Mm-hmm. be find things online. Um, so he would be uh, somebody's assistant. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody's assistant. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but there, there was a, a televangelist who was he was a pretty big name televangelist would travel and go city to city and then broadcast his big I don't know what to call him uh, sermon sounds too nice um, but revival yeah, yeah. but what, what what they would do is they would show up and he would call people up front by name and they would come up front and he would say you are needing intervention in yeah. this situation. Be like your arm. You've been having this weird pain in your arm. He's like, he's like, I pray over that in Jesus' name, and you will be healed. And then like they he they would be like, oh my gosh, I'm healed. Whatever, yeah. you know. Um, and it'd be like this big thing that would really move people. Peter Popoff. That sounds right. Yeah. Peter. Peter, Peter Pan. Peter. Peter. Peter Piper. Peter Piper. Peter Piper. Pecks of not Peter. Peter. Not Peter Griffin. Uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Peter uh, Rabbit. Peter. 
Peter Piper picked up Peck Pick Peppers. Not Peck Pick Peppers. Peter Popoff lied about being an evangelist. <laughs> yeah, and so it was uncovered. Right. That homeboy, um, his wife. His wife was feeding him the things. Yeah, he was wearing a wire. And what they would do is when people were walking into his events, they would write down their name and their repair request on a card. And she would draw a card and read it to him and be like, Jared yeah. Myers, he needs prayer for his mom who is having heart surgery tomorrow. And then he would be like, Jaron Myers. And you'd get up, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then he'd be like, your, your mom's mom. having heart surgery And you'd tomorrow. be like, oh my God, the Lord's speaking to this man. Yeah. And it was really just his wife. <laughs> what documentary is this? It's on Netflix. I can't is remember it, what is it, it is. Is it the one that's uh, fleecing the flock or? Man, I don't, I can't is remember. I watched Netflix? it years ago. I watched it years ago. I don't remember. But uh, I remember loving Honest Liar? Maybe. Exposing Peter Popoff. Yeah, that's what it is. Exposing Peter Popoff. Uh, also, Television Believers is one. Yeah, that was a big one. I just had this conversation the other day with somebody. Uh, I think I was talking with Jerry really? about that one. Was too. it Peter Popoff? I was talking to Peter Popoff. I was actually, I was talking to his wife and she was talking to Peter <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, okay, yeah, Jerry Myers. Yeah, he's like, Jerry Myers needs prayer because he thinks I'm a liar. I'm like, okay, all right, Peter. <laughs> But uh, Peter, yeah. how about you pop off that <laughs> stage, buddy? <laughs> I was trying to come up with a way I could pop off a pop off joke, um, well, but you pop offed me to it. Well, Peter Fiddleoff is. <laughs> 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 yeah, his wife was feeding this. So, uh, but I mean, like, in the whole, uh, I've seen videos of them exposing the healers with the legs, and they do that foot trick. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you Where talking they about? like pull the shoe out so it looks like the foot is growing, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've, I know what you're talking about. Or Benny Hinn where he hits people with his yeah, lightsaber. And they, like, fall. <laughs> and they fall over. <laughs> they edit the Benny Hinn videos. Because lightsabers hurt. Hey, how do you think Benny Hinn felt when Benny Hanna uh, named their hibachi grills? <laughs> I think that there was a lawsuit. <laughs> Certainly there was a lawsuit. Speaking of Benny Hanna, do you know... How cool the guy who started Benihana was. Are we doing that? Are we doing another episode right now? Hey man, have you ever heard of Benihana? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's inception real quick. Okay. Hey man, have you ever heard of Benihana? Do you mean Benny Hinn, the popular evangelist? No, I mean Benihana, the popular hibachi restaurant. Oh, hibachi. Benihana. Benihana. Yeah. Not Benny Hibachihana. Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna was an immigrant. He came to the United States. I didn't research this. I just know this much about Benny Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't research this. He's a close personal friend. And uh, went to high school with him. <laughs> his name His name isn't Benny Hanna. His name escapes me at the moment. Um, escapes but, <laughs> me at the moment. I hate everything. But the guy who founded Benny Hanna it was an immigrant to the United States. He came over. Um, he was a, I want to say a boxer for Korea or Japan or China, one of those countries. Uh Um, and he was in the Olympics when the Olympics were in New York city. He came, he boxed, he looked around New York and he was like, I kind of like it. And then the state, the, his team was like, all right, we're going to go home. And he's like, I'll stay. And he just stayed. And so that's how he immigrated to what? the United States. He came for the Olympics and just decided he'd stick around. So, homeboy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just Googled him. 
Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, I'm gonna get, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't. yeah, 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 okay, okay, um, okay, okay. So homeboy, homeboy starts like, uh, like a hot dog cart or an ice cream cart or something like that, some cart, um, and with that money, saves up that money, um, to open up Benihana, which, right. if you've ever heard of Benihana, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Benihana is like a hugely successful company, right. um, and every hibachi grill has copied off of Benihana. Like they're the right. first one to do that, like cooks in front of you thing. Yeah, um, and blew everyone's mind. Became super successful, um, and then he became like a race car driver uh, and started doing all these race car things. A boat racer, yeah. Like and he won like first place like in all these boat races. Homeboy. Um, one day, he he was one of the first people, or third, maybe the third person to do a round the world trip in a hot air balloon, just because he was like, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And so he just did it, <laughs> and like he just got a friend, like never been in a hot air balloon it before in his life, went. and he's like, let's just take it around the world, and then they they accomplished it. And, like, he's just, like, this type of guy where it's, like, it doesn't matter what it is. He's, like, that's super cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then he just did it. Yeah. And it's it's insane. Well, homie um, grows up, has a really successful life, makes a ton of money, has a kid. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> His kid grows up and is kind of a punk rocker his whole life. Um, it helps book a ton of shows. Yeah. Um, for a ton of like punk rock and metal shows in like the LA area, um, got to know a ton of huge like punk rock bands in like the '90s and stuff like that. Anyways, one thing led to another. He did a lot. His son did a lot of like really cool stuff in the punk metal scene, and then grew up. And now his son is actually Steve Aoki, um, <laughs> <laughs> the very famous DJ. <laughs> Which is insane. I Google that I scrolled down. I was like, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The guy who started Benihana is the coolest. And Stevie Oki is pretty dang cool, too. Stevie Oki, do you think he has to like pay at Japanese steakhouses? Or he's like, my dad invented this. He's like, this wasn't my dad's idea. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, man, I wasn't going to make you pay because you're Steve Aoki. But now I might. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a jerk yeah, about this whole, do you know who my dad is? Like, We whoa, get it. Okay. Your dad rode around the world in a balloon. Uh, Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, it was the balloon ride is one of my favorite stories about him because it's actually his second flight uh, in, a, in a hot air balloon. The first flight was he was gearing up to take this world, this trip around the world. Mm-hmm. They, they take the balloon off and they crashed it into a tree and they had to get a different, like destroy the balloon. And he was like, well, let's get another one and try again. And so his second <laughs> flight, he took it all the way around the world, which is nuts because the first time he crashed it. <laughs> Didn't make it 15 yards the first time. <laughs> and then he made it around the whole planet. He's like, well. Yeah, can you imagine being in a hot air balloon over the ocean? I know, that'd be freaking terrifying. I think, I think it said it like took him like two and a half to three months or something like that. Isn't that bananas? That's, no thank you. I know. Honestly, that's how I'm trying to travel, you know? Because, like, in a hot air balloon basket, you can get up and say, Lord, geez, you can't do that. You can't do that on a commercial hot air balloon. You can't do that on a commercial hot air balloon, okay? You gotta get... <laughs> they don't let you do it. They're like, sir, sit down. The seatbelt light is on, okay? 
if I had my <laughs> private hot air balloon. <laughs> but yeah, then you can. Oh gosh, I knew that was where you go. That, that killed me. That's funny. Oh man. Uh, we can fiddle off that guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love but, podcast inceptions. Benny, Benny Hinn, not to be confused with Benny Hanna. Benny Hinn is another famous one who one of my friends went to college with her or his granddaughter. Weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, Southeastern. Yeah. Yeah, so that I mean, it makes sense. That school's like a resort. Um, oh yeah. yeah have you ever yeah. been on campus? It legitimately feels like a resort. It's insane. Like there's pa- all these palm trees. There's a, I know, like two or three have, lakes on campus. I have followed some people that have gone to SEU and have been like, "Oh, you guys." It is a resort. I have something else there. Which I mean, it's it's a super cool campus. Yeah. The rest of the town's kind of. I mean, butt, SEU, but, but have you seen Evangel University? Because they got a I clock haven't. tower. And <laughs> we can't we can't plug Evangel on this show. They haven't paid us. In recent history, there have been a lot of televangelists who kind of have abused it um, and have very clearly, like, they're in it for the money. They, yeah. they, they yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. They do kind of like what you mentioned earlier with the whole, um, you, you fill this out, it's an envelope, you send it to me, and then uh, it's like a, what what, did, what was the word you used? I can't remember what the seed word you, money. Seed money, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then they like keep they'll, they'll sending send and asking you, letters you for more, over and, more money. and over. Yep. And a lot of people just buy it, and they just yeah. keep sending money. If um, you're not willing to plant that seed, God can't grow it. Yep. And it's like, oh. Goodness. Or like the all the like the like holy water that like they sell yep. and like the stuff that you like buy from them that's like blessed it's by like, the Lord. <clears throat> it's like slightly less. It's like not as bad as essential oils, but also. <laughs> 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 like no essential oils work put some lavender on it shut up <laughs> <laughs> the problem I have is that they're taking advantage of people who um like will send them thousands of dollars yeah where I can I can see and go oh that's dumb there's people who are like yeah the Lord's just blessing me because of this and you're like oh yeah no yeah exactly yeah, and, and that's that sucks. And there's a lot of them that are totally doing that, and they're just in it for the money. Yeah. Um, and there, there's been like a lot of, and that there's been a lot of recent like effort to in that in 2007 there was a big Senate probe, um, where the Senate went after went after is probably not a good word, but <laughs> they audited, um, and looked into the finances of Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Yep. That's um, the that's the dude. That's the guy who was like, you can't do that on a on a yeah. Yep. Uh, Creflo Dollar, um, Benny Hinn, Eddie Long, Joyce Meyer, um, Randy and Paula White, uh, and most all of these guys, like they looked in their finances and they're like, I mean, you spend a lot of money, but it was like, they were reporting everything. They were doing everything, what they needed to do. And so it was like the government couldn't technically do anything. Yeah. Um, it was just like you're kind of a rude person. Yeah, you're kind what they of said. the like, worst. You're a little rude, but you're not doing anything illegal. Uh, also, you know what I found out that I never knew from while I was doing research for this one. What? You know, Joyce Meyer Meyer lives like two hours from us. Yeah, I never knew that. Uh, cause she lives in like just out St. Louis. Yeah, 
Never knew that one. She's in St. Louis. There's another. There's a. There's a pretty. Well, Jim Baker is in Branson. Really? Yeah. Weird. Because he. I think. Get, I think you're thinking of Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I confused. Confused that. I'm pretty sure Jim. Yeah, Jim Baker with two Ks. Yeah. Yeah. That's surprising. I didn't. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, they're in Branson. Really? Mm-hmm. Where at? Uh it's the it's dude. It's this massive looking ridiculous building. Hold on. I haven't been to Branson. Where's that? You, you have been to Branson. Yeah, I know. You. I just. It's said right that. next to Whitewater. It's this building. It's this church that looks ridiculously massive. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a church. Yep. That's Morningside Ministries. That's where the Jim Baker show is filmed. Weird. <laughs> He's the one that does the whole like doomsday buckets and stuff. Doomsday buckets. He, I, dude, they call them buckets. I'm not saying <laughs> buckets as a funny word. I'm saying like they literally sell a tasty pantry deluxe, which is eight buckets for $1,200. And what is it? It's a bucket of dehydrated food. For the doomsday. Yeah. And you know what? They're, you're, if you buy it through, through Jim Baker, you're you're overpaying because they have all of that dehydrated food at Hobby Lobby <laughs> for like four bucks, for like three ninety nine. Yeah, you walk into your local Hobby Lobby, ask yeah. them where the Doomsday buckets are. <laughs> They'll be right between the paints and the the giant flower section. Right. I think I read something about Jim Baker today, um, where he mentioned something about whenever Billy Graham just died. Um, and he said that he was at the funeral. He went to the funeral for Billy Graham, you know? Um, and he mentioned how Billy Graham visited him in prison and he was a really nice guy. I was like, Jim, <laughs> I don't know if you realize what you're saying right now. <laughs> you know, when I was serving time for my felony, um, another great minister of the faith, Billy Graham came to me and he said, you're doing great. And I said, yeah, you know, just like Paul in prison if you send me $700 I'll get out oh I'm just reading That's why, not a direct I'm reading quote. why Jim Baker was in jail yeah you want to tell us about it televangelist Jim Baker is indicted on federal charges of mail and wire fraud and of conspiring to defraud the public the case against the founder of praise the lord parentheses PTL ministries and three of his aides exposed in the press when it was revealed that Baker had sex with former church secretary Jessica Hahn. No related to Benny. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. What's crazy to me is that like Jim Baker can get arrested, can serve some time, and then come back out and just keep doing it. Oh, yeah, because nobody – I mean, the people who watch those shows don't know. I think they know. I think it's just played off as grace. Yeah, probably. Probably played off as grace. Probably played off a little bit. I bet. I bet he's played it like the Paul card. Like mm-hmm. he was in prison just like Paul. And um, I don't know. Probably said he changed. I found a really nice website to talk about televangelists. And I just want to show it to you. It's it's called home.earthly.net. Um, home.earthly.net earthlink.net um which i mean has nothing to do with the with what the website's about i don't know where they came up with that name 
Um, but it just says the televangelist hall of shame and the tagline is just Jesus wept, um, which I think is very fitting (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a bunch of televangelists and a little bit about why they sucked. And if they didn't, if they can't find a picture of them, then they just put this wolf in sheep's clothing as the picture, (laughs) (laughs) which this website is pretty genius. It's too bad that they, they're, they suck at making a website look nice um but uh the website's pretty genius oh it's probably because it was written in 1998 right um so it's been around for a while i'm surprised it's still alive wow um they just keep paying it every year or they bought like 30 years in advance so pretty much it's 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 kind of a sad thing you you have something that started out very positive um, and it grew, grew pretty naturally. Um, and then it was taken advantage of by a lot of people. And now it's kind of the norm. Most, a lot of the guys who are doing it nowadays are taking advantage of it. Right. Um, but I think there's still people that are doing it that are honest and that have like pure motives about it. Uh, but it kind of just has ruined the game for everybody else. Uh, and, has put a bad taste in a ton of people's mouth about the church in general. Right. And it, and it sucks just cause I don't know. I, I was talking to, I talked to a guy, um, that I did some web work for a couple months ago and he had, he left the church entirely because, um, the senior pastor at his church was making 70,000 a year. Um, and he could, he thought that was too much. And, and I don't know, like, I mean, it goes back to what I talked about before. Like, if you're in a big church and you're managing a church like that, that big, like, I don't know. I, I believe, I personally believe you get, you deserve to be compensated for the work you do. And especially like in right. bigger organizations, like you're doing a ton of work. Um, and how you want to spend the money that you're given. I mean, I think you should be paid for the work that you do. Yeah. You know, and I think it should be proportional to. Oh yeah. If it's going to, if it's going to put your ministry in bad water, like that's stupid. Right. Um, but right, if your right. ministry is doing well and it's a large organization, like I think those guys, like your guys who are mega church pastors, I think they deserve to have high salaries cause they work hard. Like it's like what they're running is like a major corporation. Um, there's a lot of people underneath them that they're managing. There's sure. a lot of money flowing through that, that they're managing. Um, and there's a lot going on and churches, unlike a lot of other businesses, they're putting out a brand new product every single week. Um, and so it's a lot of work and I think, I think they deserve to be compensated. And I think what they do with the money after they've got it, I mean, after they've been compensated, it's their money. Yeah. 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 The sucky thing is that there's been a ton of people who've abused it. So now there's a lot of people on the outside who watch it. And if you're a pastor and you're doing well, um, people go, Mm. Yeah, people they, assume that you are misusing your funds. Yeah, people assume that you're just taking advantage of people. But I mean, I know several pastors who were public speakers before, mm-hmm. you know, and and made really good money from speaking, mm-hmm. even outside the church, and then just handled their finances well. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why they have money. Yeah, you know, that's why yeah. they live in a good neighborhood is exactly. because they they spoke a lot they did their events you know mm-hmm. and they they take a small salary from the church but most of their money came from either books that they wrote yeah or from speaking engagements and then they just invested their money well yeah you know exactly like, just honestly for me i wouldn't want to follow someone who was financially unwise yeah 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 that's fair 
and and that's, I mean I had to follow someone who's rich, but I'm saying I don't yeah. know. You know. Yeah. And that, that, that's what's interesting about, like, I mean, this same guy I talked to, like, he was even upset at a lot of your ministers who um, made a ton off of their books. And it's like, well, you're just, you're just taking money from people. And it's like, I mean, well, do you, but it's just, the, he doesn't think that about any other writers, but just the pastors, Just Christian writers. Just pastors. Well, it's the, it's the same people, same kind of people who want to book me for shows. Mm-hmm. And then when we tell them, here's our rate, here's what I have to make, mm-hmm. they go, Oh, well, that's too much. Yeah. Because it's not $50 and I can't drive to Ohio for it. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah. and it's like, well, I have bills. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, 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 and the amount of work that I do for this career is mm-hmm. is enough that I, I mean, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week on it. Yeah. I think there's so, a level to any sort of ministry type career where there is there's a sacrifice. There's going to be a sacrifice. There has to be. Um, but I think that there comes a point in a lot for a lot of people where they become blessed. Um, and I think that that's an okay thing. The problem is, um, I think because of what has happened with a lot of televangelists that the the general public hates it. Um, and I think, I think part of the American dream, it just makes people jealous too. Um, when they see somebody else do well and they're not, um, especially when they're doing well because of something that they feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel like their job is to give me money. <laughs> right. And so, I don't know. It's just, it's sad to see that sort of a development from something that started out as such a good idea. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody's going to be watching TV. Everybody's going to be listening to the radio when like all that started. So it's like, this is a great idea. Let's use it. And now it was, it's been abused. And I was talking to matter. someone earlier about the why and the what that we do, uh-huh. you know, and if <clears throat> what we do becomes more important than why we do it, yeah, then uh, we become so focused in that, you know, the profits of it and the business side of it and the execution of the events and the, or whatever it is, whatever it is that we're doing. And that translates to even beyond yeah. Christian stuff. Like whatever oh, yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Uh, becomes our main focus, like the organizational mm-hmm. side of it. If the why is vastly more important than the what, then mm-hmm. we'd end up doing it poorly because we're just like, uh, it's almost like youth pastors who are like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, going to fill this room one day. There's going to be a lot of students in here. And you're like, okay, what are you doing to, to do that? Uh-huh. You know, like even if they're, even if their why is like, man, I just want to see students connecting with each other and yeah. connecting to the Lord and like, and building an authentic community. You're like, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. What are you doing about it? And they're like, well, yeah. I don't have any plan, you know? So it's yeah. gotta be the why and the what. Yeah. And I feel cool. like somewhere along the way, TBN lost their, why and they're just so focused on the mechanics of the what mm-hmm. that it became it becomes easy to manipulate that oh yeah yeah but on, a, on, a, on another another route uh that's a little less related it's interesting to me to look at where all this started with radio and with tv mm-hmm. and where we are now um just because it, it was interesting how um Radio comes out, evangelists are like, let's use that. That is yeah. a good tool. TV came out and it was the same thing. Let's use that. That was that looks like a good tool. Yeah. Um, but I'm I feel like for the most part, when we um 
were in high school and social media really started to explode. Yeah. The church was very apprehensive right. to adopt using anything like that. They were like, we shouldn't use that. That's that's not for the church. That's not. Right. There's a few churches that were jumping on. It's a different and, era, though. Um, yeah, it's true. Um, but I think I think the idea behind it, like with what social media meant to our generation as what TV and radio meant to those generations, it, it's the same thing. It was more accessible media. Um, uh, yeah. And taking the church to them. Yeah. And now you have a chance to take the church to them. And when radio came out, it was like, we're doing that. When yeah. TV came out, it was like, we're doing that. When social media came out, it was like, mm, I don't know if we should do that. And there were some that jumped on it and did great with it. Sure. Um, and you know who those guys are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a ton who have like died on that cross and like are, or are dying on that hill because they think that they shouldn't jump on it, which is scary and makes you wonder what route we're going down where it's like, if now we're turning this and we're saying like, I don't know, it's a very, this is the way it has to be done. We can't go to that. Yeah. That's, that's not good. That's what leads well, things to die. Yeah, I mean, and that's why a lot of churches don't adapt their music, don't adapt their strategies, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I fell in love with North Point and the vision of that, and, and why I always North Point, Portnoy, Portnoy, yeah, Torth, Pornoint, I don't know, Portnoy. Sure. Uh, so the well, the reason I don't want to be a part of a church that's not seeker friendly, yeah, uh, is that I want to be part of a movement that is constantly adapting to how do we clearly communicate the gospel to those around us. Yeah, and uh, in whatever situation that may be, I want I want a pastor who equips me to. Uh, to to clearly communicate the gospel to people around me in my life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I also want to be part of a church as a whole that is engaging their specific community. And um, yeah, if we're saying this is the medium and it has to be done by, mm-hmm. and you go, well, I yeah. want to do large, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's the thing that is, I don't know. It's it's frustrating to see it because it's it gets you nowhere. Like, and yeah. the world's going to change. And it doesn't matter. The culture is changing. Yeah. The culture is changing and every culture is freaking different. Like even our culture versus like Alabama. Yeah. Like it's different and it's not going to be the same there. Um, And if something is working with the general public. Yeah. Do you think that the internet has slightly changed the, the drastic difference in our cultures in the United States? I wouldn't say it's changed the difference. I would say it's created a uniting factor. Okay. And so there's just there's just one more thing that like we unites. Have in common. Yeah. Um, but the culture is still different. Yeah, I think For the sure. culture is still really different. Yeah, there's no one size fits all option, which is why I'm so against some of these, you know, church organizations, church like multiplication organizations mm-hmm. that have that, one form and yeah, they say it, here's what you do, here's the scripts, go and run it. Yeah, this works, and you yeah. go. Ah, Yes and yeah. no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like yeah. Yeah. You've got to meet. Like there are ideas that come from those that can can be great and can work great, but you also have a, to meet your people. Right. Well, one thing that I heard, uh, and this is kind of why I do comedy and why I love what I do, is that you can't engage a culture that you're not part of. Yep. And uh, you can't 
part of our call uh, as followers of Jesus is to create culture, to mm-hmm. be part of shaping it, not just to kind of go with it and go, oh, well, now the world is doing this, so we're going to do this. Yeah. No, we say, we're going to do this. Yeah. All right? And the world is going here, and here's where we can go alongside of them, and here's where we can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what it kind of seems like with radio comes out. The evangelists jumped on that yeah, and like, kind of led the path. Yeah. And then everybody else jumped on and rode it, rode the wave also. TV was a little bit different. But, um, I mean, even, like, a lot of things like printing and stuff like that, like, when all that stuff, like, first came out, it was the church leading it. Granted, the culture really revolved around the church. Right. And the world revolved around the church at the time. Um, but I don't know. I feel like more and more we're getting away from um, having the church really innovate or be involved in anything. And um, there is, there's this small portion of the church where you have the church that is, that sings the church is live on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then you have the rest of the church that has done it this way forever and it's worked and it's going to stay that way. Um, Well, and, and even with, the attempts to go, you know, people think that church music is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that, like non-Christians don't listen to K-Love. Yeah. Because the music's not boring. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the reason that is because Christians have let some things pass because it has a good message. Mm-hmm. We've said, okay, like we'll let, we have all sat through somebody on a Sunday morning that does a morning special mm-hmm. that cannot sing. Yep. But they let her do it anyway because... Bless her heart. Because, <laughs> because the song is a good message. Yep. Exactly. You know, and because she wouldn't quit asking. Yep. And it's like, mm, we have to value. This is what I did a whole seminar on this in, in Boston last year. Mm-hmm. We have to value art and these innovations because mm-hmm. if we don't, the world will look at what we're doing and they'll go, ah, they're not taking this seriously. Yep. Exactly. But God didn't create us to just try our hand at something and then just be like, all right, well, this is good because that's a good message. No, mm-hmm. God created us to to be fruitful and subdue. Yep. You know, to to shape this culture and to be a part of those innovations, mm-hmm. Christians should be the smartest scientists. We should be we should be exploring the depths of the sea and into space. We should be leading those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And instead, some church people have uh, been afraid of the change that would bring, mm-hmm. and they go, "We know how to follow Jesus in this mindset, in this yep. time, in this way." Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to change beyond that would then mean that I have to change the way I follow Jesus. And that scares some people. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what that, I think that's one of the, and, and it's, it's the same, even like in a shallower edge than that. It's True. just, just, you don't even like Susie who's singing a song in church. Like you are afraid to say, uh, you're afraid to say no. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, it's mean to say no to her. We're hanging but art in the lobby. That's bad. Yeah. That's something that like, that's something I'm learning right now. Just like with my ministry areas is being able to find people who are good in an area yeah. and feed into them, invest in them. And then if someone's not great in an area, be like, Hey, what if you tried this? Yeah. I think you'd be better at because this. Because we're doing a disservice to two people when we allow that to mm-hmm. happen. One, the person who's doing it and we're yeah. letting them do something they're not gifted. They're not talented mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many, honestly, I meet a lot of youth pastors who should not be youth pastors because yep. their talent and their gifting is somewhere else, but they have convinced themselves that they belong in a ministry position at a church. Yep. And so we've let them do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they will drive themselves into a wall yep. and get so frustrated because that's not their passion. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a disservice to them, but then we're also doing a disservice every time I sat there as a musician, every time I sat through a, a really crappy Sunday morning special, mm-hmm. to me, it told me that this community that I'm in does not value that art. Why would I pursue it and get better at it if the community around me doesn't care about it? Yeah. Yeah. So we are we are communicating to artists to to people who are passionate about youth ministry that you don't have to be that good at youth ministry. You just got to babysit these kids and have pizza on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to be good at what you're doing because even if you're not, as long as you get that good message, we'll let you do it badly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a disservice to 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 so many to so much of your community. Yep. Yep. Hmm. It's bad. It's all the televangelists' fault. <laughs> all. The televangelist, Benny Hanna. <laughs> if it weren't for Benny Hanna and his balloon, then the church would be in a much better place right now. <laughs> Benny Hanna. Oh my gosh. No, did you, Steve, Steve Aoki booked some of the first shows for bands like Good Charlotte and like, um, man, what was another one? Um, I don't know those bands. Were they on Winter Jam? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does Stevie Oki have any ties to Thousand Foot Crutch? He actually does. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, he has more pull with FM Static, though. So. <laughs> FM Static was probably on one of his shows. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at that one. Yeah, I love their hit song. What? Good luck. <laughs>